Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. We hope to enrich your life through reaching, serving, giving, and building. As you listen to this teaching, be inspired to fulfill your God-given destiny through the power of His Word. Well, you know, today is a beautiful day for all of our moms, and um, I started thinking about um, all the different moms, and I made a little list. We've got the single mom, we've got the working mom, we've got the stay-at-home mom, we've got the stepmom, the adoptive mom, the mom of special needs kids, and bereaved moms. All of you today are so valuable, and I hope today you feel very special and loved on by your Heavenly Father. And I was thinking this week, we, I heard a little statistic that there were five top things that moms wanted for Mother's Day. And you're probably never going to believe the top thing that a mom said. And I'm very convinced that this was a mom of very tiny kids. She said the top thing she wants on Mother's Day is to be alone. <laughs> Can I get an amen from the moms with little kids? <laughs> You know, it's such a privilege this year, you know, when I think about being a mom. I'm so reminded my oldest daughter is graduating from high school in two weeks. Y'all pray for me. And, you know, this is just a time that I've been able to reflect about her. And, you know, she was the first reason I became a mom. And, you know, how God is just, you know, the different seasons of her life. And, you know, it's such a privilege to be a mom. And it's an honor to be a mom. And I was thinking the other day, you know, in two weeks, this can be a really emotional time for me. Or I can just simply, my mind was going to, okay, Rachel, you're going to just embrace that this is just a small season of her life that is closing and a much larger one is about to open. And, you know, sometimes in life when things come our way, we just got to get a different perspective to help us out, to help us see better. But, you know, being a mom... The reality of motherhood is it's full of struggles. Can I have an amen? Now, we don't want to say amen to that, but it is an amen. There are struggles being in motherhood. You know, for me personally, sometimes I feel like I never have enough time. I never have enough time to accomplish what it is I need to do. Maybe some of you just don't have enough energy. You're tired and worn out. You know, sometimes I'll lay in the bed, and I'll reach the end of my day, and I'll be like, Lord, I gave everything I had today, and sometimes I still feel like it is just not enough. Are you with me? You know, I I was at a Bible study this past week, and I had a friend, and she was speaking, and she said, you know, you don't burn out because of what you do. You burn out because of what you don't do. And that really hit me because I was like, you know, you can be so consumed with everything you have to do that you forget to do the things that you really need to do. And that's take some time off. Take some time and do the things that you need to do to refresh and fill you up. But the truth is, you know, as women, we never really feel like we are enough. If you serve in the church, then you will be acceptable. If you are responsible, then you will be respected. If you follow the rules, then you will be good enough. If you try hard, then you'll be more like God. If you act righteous, then you'll just become righteous. If you keep your house clean, then you'll be a good wife. If you make healthy dinners every night, then you'll be a good mom. If you wake up at 5 a.m. every morning, then you'll be a good Christian. If you could just lose this weight, 
then you'd be enough. If only I had that college degree, then I could be enough. You know, it's really a shame that sometimes we can find beauty and purpose in literally every single type of woman, but we fail to find it in ourselves. What a trick of the enemy. You know, I came across this video the other day that describes a lot of what we're talking about today. So check it out. today for all the mamas. You know, it's easy to look everywhere for your answers. It's easy to turn to social media and and see what appears to be, but it's really not that true. You know, it's amazing how Pinterest, it's a beautiful site, but it's created a lot more jobs for the men in the house. Can I have an amen? How about the sliding barn door? Has anybody heard of that one? You know, if you judged your life based on everyone's social media, you're going to live a life that's robbed of your joy. Social media doesn't define you. The opinions of others doesn't define you. What is shaping you today? Why do you feel like you're not enough? The comparison game will rob you of your joy. And I love it in the Bible because the struggle of being enough is something that the first mother in the Bible battled from day one. You know, when we think about Eve, the Bible opens with the story of a woman named Eve who had everything. But if you look as the story unfolds, it wasn't enough for her. She had the perfect father. She had a husband who only had eyes for her. She had a beautiful garden. She had no bad hair days. I'm sure there was no humidity in the Garden of Eden. 
and she had no wardrobe problems. <laughs> God established Eve's worth through her value as his child. He had given her every woman's desire, intimacy, beauty, security, significance, purpose. But you know what? Satan knew her weakness, and he tapped into her insecurity. And he told her that she wasn't enough. He told her she could be more and have more if she just seek what God told her to stay away from. Doesn't the enemy do, like, do that to us? The, the, the Bible has boundaries for us to protect us, just like much we do moms for our children. And a lot of times our children look at those boundaries as things that they can't have, but, but in reality, those are things that we protect them with. God had some boundaries for her, but the enemy sat on her shoulder and told her, you can be more and have more. He got her to compare herself. But don't we do the same, ladies? Don't, doesn't it cross our mind if I was just like her? If only I had a husband like her? If only my children behaved like hers? Then I would feel like I was good enough. You see, the more who, you reaffirm who you are in Christ, the more your behavior will begin to reflect your true identity. You have to reaffirm yourself in who you are in Jesus. We need to stop accepting that what I am not is more beautiful than what I am. You may see I, I need to be this or I need to be that or I need to have this or I need to have that to be enough. No, you don't. You need Jesus. That's what you need. He has to complete you. He has to be the one that affirms you. And if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to talk about Mary Magdalene. Turn your Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 16. Mark, chapter 16. I'm going to read just a couple of verses, starting with verse 9. Mark, chapter 16, verse 9. The Bible says in verse 9, After Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person, underline that in your Bible, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went to the disciples who were grieving and weeping and told them what had happened. But when she told them that Jesus was alive and she had seen him, they didn't believe her. And afterward, he appeared in a different form to two of his followers who were walking from Jerusalem into the country. And they rushed back to tell the others, but no one believed them. Still later, he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating together. And he rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead. Now let's talk about Mary Magdalene for just a moment. Mary Magdalene, it says, she was a woman who had seven demons. She was a demonic. She was an outcast. She was isolated, much like women, many, many women feel this today. She was hopeless, and for someone who was demon-possessed, she would foam at the mouth. She was cut off from society. She was completely consumed. It was as bad as it gets, her lowest of lows. You know, in the Bible, the number seven is a sign of completion. And maybe Mary Magdalene was 
maybe it was seven demons, or maybe the seven actually represented the fact that she was completely consumed by the enemy. She was oppressed, and she was possessed. But the beautiful thing about this story is Jesus had rescued her. If you read in the scriptures, he rescued her, even though her past was against her. He had rescued her. But I love it because Jesus appears to a woman. The most important event in the history of the entire world. And Jesus first appears to a woman. And not only any woman, but this is a woman who had a past with the enemy. A severe past. Demonic oppression. Seven demons. Why would Jesus use her? Why would she be enough for God to use and appear to for the first time when he, he was raised from the dead, he appears to her? And then if you go a step further, not only does he appear to her, but then he tells her to go tell everybody else. I don't know about you, but that's pretty significant. The greatest event in the history of the world, he appears to a woman who had a past of demonic oppression. He uses her despite her past, and then he tells her to go and tell everyone. You know what that tells me today? That it doesn't matter your past. God can use you. Your past does not define you. God can use you regardless of your past. So many times the enemy, it's kind of like an illustration of car. You know, we have a rear view mirror that's really small, and then we have our big windshield. Our windshield is to tell us where we're going. We got a big windshield so we can see in the front. If we keep looking in that small, ear, small rear view mirror for our past, guess what's going to happen? We're not going to see what's in front of us, and we're going to crash. See, you can't keep looking back. There's a big window in front of you, ladies, that God wants to do something. And you're looking in your past, and you're letting your past define you. But God is telling you, I can use you. It doesn't matter your past. Let me free you. Some of you need to be set free today from that. You are enough. He has set you free. If he can use a woman who was possessed by seven demons, he can use you. You know, there are two things that the devil uses against us as women. The first one is our doing. Our doing. As long as we believe we must do something to be accepted by God, we will always wonder if we are doing enough. You know, so many times you probably ask yourself, what do I need to do to be accepted by God? We live this life of constant doing. If I do this, if I do this, if I do this, I'll be accepted. Let's put it in today's terms. Let's imagine there's a man and woman who has four children. Each morning, the children run to their parents and say, what can we do for you today in order to get you to accept us? If I were a parent, I'd think, what am I doing wrong that causes my children to believe that they need to buy my love with good works. But if they would wake up and they would say, Mom, we love you so much that we want to do something for you today. What can we do to bless you? I want my children to bless me because they love me, not because they are afraid of me. Do you see the picture with God? It's the same way. You don't have to do works for God to approve you. He wants you to love him. 
We can never do enough for God no matter how much we do. Jesus has already done enough, and there is nothing we can do to improve on his doing. You do what you do because you love Jesus, not out of duty, not out of obligation. You have to do it out of love. Isn't that what he did? Jesus could have easily not gone to the cross. He chose to go. No one killed him. He chose to go to the cross. He could have easily escaped that. You know, I love Jesus, so in my own personal life, I want him to know how much I love him. I love you, Jesus. I'll read my Bible because I want to be closer to you. I love you, Jesus, so I will not use foul language like your word says. I love you, Jesus, so I'll refuse, like the Bible says, to look at anything vile and vulgar. I love you, Jesus, so I want my life to please you. That is love. We have to, to, to love Jesus and do what his word says. But out of love, not duty and obligation, because duty and obligation doesn't last. You get tired and weary with duty and obligation. You know, I don't have to feed my kids. I don't have to wash clothes. But because I love my children and I love my family, I do those things out of love. You know, my grandmother is 94 years old. And we were just talking about this the other day. You know, when God calls her home, she's not taking her title. She's not taking her position. She's not taking what people thought about her. She's not taking her status. She's not taking her purse. She's not taking her house. She's not taking her things. Guess what she's taking? Who she is and who she is. That's the only thing that the Lord is taking from her. Who she is and who she is. You have to know who you belong to. The Bible says he's coming for his bride, not a religious denomination. See, I don't believe in heaven God's going to have us all divided and the Catholics and the Baptists and the non-denominational and the Presbyterian and the Methodists. That's division. The Bible says, God says he, that he's a God of unity, not division. See, when we get to heaven, we're going to be all one big family. That's what God is coming for, his bride. So you can relax today because the requirements of God have all been met in Jesus. The second thing the devil uses against us, I believe, as women especially, is doubting. Doubting. You see, doubt will sit on your shoulder and whisper, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. And then after doubting, it leads to insecurity, worry, and insecurity. You see, the enemy will attack a woman's insecurity because he knows how powerful she is when she's on fire for the Lord. And she is secure and confident in who she is. Can I tell you today, ladies, doubt is a devil, and the devil is a liar. The enemy is a liar, and he sits on your shoulder, and you got to get rid of the doubt. You can't find you're good enough in what others think about you. You can't find you're good enough in what doubt thinks about you. You can't find you're good enough in what the devil thinks about you, and he's the one and the only one that sits. He'll use people. He'll use things. He'll use all kinds of things as doubt to make you believe that you're not good enough. Women who we think have it all still struggle with feeling like they aren't good enough. 
Our relationship status, our roles in life, our titles, our life choices, they do not define us. They only shape us. Jesus has to define who you are. You see, ladies, you are enough today because you are God's child. You are enough today because you have been bought with a price. You are enough today because you are free from condemnation. You are enough today because you are chosen. You are enough today because you are validated. You are enough today because you are his. You are enough today because you are loved. And you are enough today because only because he is enough. If you have your Bibles, turn real quick with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Are y'all awake this morning? Y'all are quiet. Y'all got extra sleep. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it says, 9 and 10, each time, and I love that part, each time, each time you feel insecure, each time you feel like you're not enough, each time you feel like you're overwhelmed, each time, he said, my grace is all you need, for my power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. He is enough. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Your good enough cannot come outside of the promises of God. You see, I believe the enemy is scared of a woman who is secure. That's why he attacks our confidence. Don't you think the enemy knew what was ahead for Mary Magdalene? Don't you think he knew that God had chosen her to be the first woman he would appear to and then the woman that he would tell to go spread it? I think he knew. That's why he attacked her and she was under so much demonic oppression because he was trying to hold her back. The enemy's trying to hold you back, some of you. You got to recognize what it is. You got to recognize who it is. And you got to step up and be confident because God's got a work for you to do. He's got something that he needs you to do, just like Mary Magdalene. God never intended for you to rely on things or others for your sense of well-being. Nothing. Only he is equipped for that. And I love this. I love this picture. You see, the last time God dismissed a woman was in the garden. But this time with Mary Magdalene, it was for a mission. And that mission was to go. Go, go. I've healed you. Now it's time to go. You know, the kids pick on me. I don't know about you, but my kids pick on me sometimes and tell me that, Mom, you're so forgetful. Somebody's laughing in the crowd. They say, Mom, you're so forgetful, you don't remember anything. And I'm like, you know, for a while I kept thinking, man, I, I think I might be losing some brain cells. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm not losing brain cells. I've got more responsibility on my plate, and I have more to manage, and that's why I'm forgetful. But can I tell you today, if there's anything you get out of this message, you know, this can affect everything you do. If you're constantly striving and striving, doing, doubting, you are enough only because he is enough. You see, when Jesus was on the cross, he said, it is finished. It's done. 
It's complete. I've done it all. It's enough. This satisfied the requirement. See, you already have God's approval. You've already had it. It was on the cross. It was done. What is your response to the approval? Jesus did all that we couldn't on the cross so that we could be all that he is. We know he's enough, but do we believe that he is enough? Check this out. I wake up. I sacrifice. I get them ready. I try to have it all under control to at least look like I can handle it. It looks so easy for other moms, but I'm struggling. It feels like I'm failing. At the end of the day, I ask myself, am I enough? I never settle. I never compromise. I show them I'm strong and qualified. I work harder, stay longer, and push away distractions. I don't have time for anything else, for anyone else. If I can keep this up just a few more years, they'll be convinced. They'll no longer wonder, am I enough? I envy, I covet, I compare, I put on the mask. I push myself to look like that, fit into that, be like that. I work myself to the point of exhaustion till I can't take it anymore. And for what? Broom. Because at the end of the night, I still don't know. Am I enough? I am the way. The truth and the life. I am near to all who call upon my name. My mercies are new every morning. My love never fails. Am I enough? You know, in preparing this message, my thoughts went to Roxanne Green. Many of you know Pastor Johnny Green, and his wife, Roxanne, is battling ALS. And, you know, the thing I love about Roxanne is she's down in her body, but she is not down in her spirit. You know, the enemy, day after day, I think, would like her to believe in her condition that she is not good enough. Day after day week after week, dependent on so many people to help provide the things she needs. But the beautiful thing is that God is using her in the midst of her circumstances. You see, Roxanne prays for people. That girl intercedes for others. She can do that even in her circumstances. She will have dreams of people 
and they'll come walking through her door, some of the ladies, and she'll speak a word that God has showed her to them. She may be down in her body, but she is not down in her spirit. Her circumstances are not defining her, but she is enough because he is enough. You know, there may be many of you today that you say, man, woman, boy, and girl, all of us, we struggle sometimes with being enough, especially with the world that we're facing. Am I enough? Do I have what it takes in my job? But I hope today that you will be reminded that Jesus is all you really need. He's all you take with you day after day. Thank you for listening. For more information about Healing Place Church, go to healingplacechurch.org or give us a call at 225-753-2273.